Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about damage in RPGs. Why yeah. we're talking about damage in RPGs, I don't know, because we already talked about armor in RPGs, and we already talked about hit points in RPGs. But people really like to argue the little minutia details. Well, damage in most RPGs is pretty important because it's a huge factor in combat. And there's a lot of combat in a lot of RPGs, though. We could say that there is a, uh, what is it? Uh, trend? A little trend to get away from combat-oriented RPGs, more into the Touchy social feely. aspects of, of RPGing and working out people's uh, anxieties and problems. We did that, remember, in that, in that game that you totally hated, the game about the, the Lindworm. I thought it was hilarious myself because it was it was a horror game, right? But I was playing with these people who play horror games all the time, and they were totally crazy. And it was they played it totally crazy, or they're totally they played it totally crazy. I remember that. Yeah, we we would talk about it once we finished uh, playing, and we're like, yeah, yeah, they were really kind of playing wild. They were doing wild, but it was a game to explore your feelings. For yourself and those around you, yeah, I think in the middle of being hunted by a, a monster, a monster, right, <laughs> at a, at a summer camp kind of thing. Yes, Saul didn't like it. He didn't like the summer camp aspect of it. I think was the probably the worst. I think that sometimes people who make games, especially the more social aspect type games, the creators themselves. When they make the game, it's kind of like uh, people who go into psychology. It's therapy for them? Yeah. People go into psychology. I had a really bad experience at summer camp, so I'm going to create a monster to chase you down. Exactly, right? And and that was another, that's, a, that's something weird because you know, I've told everybody, I told you, Jolene, obviously, and I told people on the microphones that I had a pretty idyllic childhood. I grew up sort of outside the city limits. Well, I was outside the city limits of Salinas in a little community. It was a little bit lower. Uh, was it was not, not lower class, working class, working class community, and uh, but it was like it wasn't Beaver Cleaver's home, but it was. Uh, <coughs> Sorry, Beaver Cleaver got me. <laughs> it wasn't Beaver Cleaver's home, but it was idyllic in the sense that you know when we when when I was a kid, I'd have I had a bike and I would just go around the neighborhood and then at the end of the of our road we had this slough i think we called it a slough which was i don't know why they call it a slough but it was more like an area just a a big pit where grass these big tall reeds would grow and where water would accumulate during the winter rains and then it would dry out and these tall reeds would be in there and people would kids would go play in there and find tadpoles and all this other stuff that was a different time dude yeah, I guess I guess kids don't have that now, but I think they do if you live in a small town or somewhere like where I did in an area that's outside the city limits but close enough to be still attached to the city in a certain way, I think. I'm not, not, I have no not comment on that. <laughs> that's, not, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about damage, and I think, where do we get the stuck on the little <laughs> Well, no, but in that game, there was you got damaged, but you got damaged in 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 different ways. Yeah, I don't remember. 
must have blocked it out of my they mind. They killed the kids as as oh, that was yeah. the damage. Oh jeez, that's right, that's right. So that had that that kind of damage is a totally different kind of damage than what you really wanted to talk about today. Right, that was a mechanic. You're right. That mechanic was you're trying to keep the kids alive, and the more kids, and you fail this mission if they all die. Right, so we got pretty close, didn't we? No, no, no. Actually, we did pretty good. Okay, so damage in RPGs for the most part they break down into two different ways of how damage is handled in RPG games and tabletop RPGs, which is similar to RPGs in the computer world, right? Because they mimic tabletop RPGs. But anyway, so because every time you look up damage in RPGs, a lot of computer stuff pops up. Well, because they're, they're created, the, the, the games are about, like, the what are the ones with the, the D&D ones that Augustine plays? Oh, they just plays D and D online, <laughs> and then there's um, but there's other ones. Oh yeah, there's you know there's a uh, even the one that League of Legends, League of Legends, where yes. they where all the you can see the the magic users doing their magic right, and right, the, and then Augustine's always complaining about how the damage is is this way or that way, and I just hear him whining about it all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Why he plays that game, I don't know, but it really frustrates him. Right, but that's but the damage in that game is similar to D and D, right? Well, it's it's pa- it's all patterned on this idea of damage doing a certain amount, uh, in a certain amount of, in a range, which usually in in real life the range is decided by a dice. That's not real life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean real life. Just in, so we're clear. <laughs> In the in the tabletop version of RPGs, it's de, it's de, it's determined by dice. Of course, computer games use some sort of log- algorithm. Algorithm, right? Not logarithm. So the funny thing is, is that when Sal brought this topic up to me, I just looked at him and went, "Okay, I don't get it." But because he said a two-handed sword can't do as much damage as a dagger in no, no. real life, it, or it shouldn't be. Uh, or, or, or it should be a dagger can't do as much damage as a two-handed sword. Right, you would think. You would think, and and he goes, was because, he, so so you should scale it so so that it makes sense. And I go, well, if you really think about it, Uh-oh. in real life, Uh-oh. a Uh-oh. dagger. What in real life? In real real life. In real real life. If okay. you're using a two-handed sword or a dagger, it just depends on where the hit hits you, right? Because you could have a glancing blow of a two-handed sword and just get. A little bit of, of, you know, your shoulder could get cut, <laughs> a right? Little, a razor thin And thing. you dodged it, so that would be less damage than if someone stuck a dagger directly into your heart and killed you. So, he's because we he was talking about how should you do the damage? How could a dagger do as much damage as, as, or a, more. Two, as a two-handed sword? Well, that's a good example of how it could. Most of the time, that I think that's how it's explained away. You're right. Exactly that. That, that the damage from a... When you roll, let's say, let's say we take classic D and D. I think if you, if I think in the old days, I don't remember how much it was, but and, and then right now, the I new don't days, remember. it's four. A dagger does one to f- one to right. D four plus your strength modifier. Yes. But in the old days, I think it was so something similar, and it did like a, a D twelve, maybe a D ten. I don't know if there was D twelves back then. I'm, I'm sure there was, but it did like with D twelve. You're talking about the two ended sword, right? So you, let's say you roll a one on the twelve, on the two handed sword. You would still get to add your strength. Uh, right? Yeah, but let's say you didn't have these mondo characters like you do now. So let's say you have enough strength to wield a sword 
But that might to have been back up. then. It might have been. The, might, I think he had to have a certain amount of strength to be able to use it. I think it was 13. But you can check it with me on that. I might have totally confusing some other hundred RPGs I have in my library. But anyway, so it could be possible that you roll one die and then you, you roll a one and then with the dagger you roll a four. And it just seems to me like a two-handed sword should always do more damage than a dagger. I understand the idea that if you get that dagger shot straight to the gut, into the heart, well, and kill something, that's fine. But I think just the idea of a two-handed sword doing less damage than a dagger seemed kind of funky to me. And I think they played with that too because then they made a two-handed sword like two six-sided dice. So it upped the, so you, you would never roll one, and the average was going to be much higher than than uh, the four side So the, the least you could roll would be a two. A two. Which would be a glancing blow. Yeah, okay. You're so you right. got to kind of think of it as, as to me, what is damage in an RPG, right? It's your, Uh-oh. it's taking uh, away your health. Okay. Or it's, it's in, or it's destroying your armor. Okay. Or if you're a magician or a, if, if say you have a, a spell cast to a barrier to protect yourself, maybe it's, it's going through the barrier, right? That's what the damage does, right? If, if you're thinking about it that kind of in that kind of way. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Which I know a lot of people think about when they're playing the RP, the tabletop RPGs. They're thinking more mechanically, or or just the numbers, doing it by the numbers versus thinking, seeing the scene in your mind and figuring out, you know, so this this amount of damage would do this, or you would think it this way, right? But I've listened to these guys for so long about <laughs> how guy. you're supposed to. <laughs> put the bring the role playing aspect in it and i love it now when when any of the gms i play with say okay so this is what how much damage you did what happens or or especially if you roll a one you tell me what happens right that kind of thing or you roll a 20 you tell me how you kill the the monster Uh, a critical hit or a critical uh failure right yeah or glancing blow i like those aspects too i think that's pretty cool i think that that's a totally different topic, but it does alleviate some of the the workload that the GM has to to do when you're role playing, and you don't have to come up with all these you know all these fantastic ideas all the time about oh not the fantastic ideas but all these fan, these great blows that you do or these extra, extraordinary hits you parcel out that work to the players who can have some pretty interesting ideas and and that really wasn't what I meant oh I just was talking about the damage right (laughs) so let's talk about so really to me there's only two ways of doing damage I'm sure there's some weird hybrid things (laughs) out there that I haven't seen but for the most part there's like static damage like uh, Numenera there's multiple games that that do this a sword will do five points of damage and it might be modified by your strength. Let's, let's say you have a strength modifier and, and stuff like that. But for the most part, uh, a sword is going to do five points of damage. Whether Jimbo uses it or anybody else uses it or Karen wields this sword. It's going to do five points of damage. And, you know, that's cool. Why would I like that system? I think knowing how much damage you're going to do. As a as a as a player, it's probably pretty a big deal. You know, you're never gonna do one point of damage, right? You know how much damage is gonna happen. You know, of course, it might be mitigated by a blade of a blade of uh, armor and stuff like that. But for the most part, 
you know you're going to do around five points of damage. It's pretty cool. So you do the five points of damage once you, only if you make your roll. Yeah, only if you hit, yeah. So that would be like like a traveler kind of game where you're rolling two dice to get an eight, and then you, you, or you're a do. Yeah. You're, you, that's it, right? And then yeah. you just do five points of damage. Right. So you don't get a roll of die to no. figure out how much damage okay, you okay, do? Okay. Let's stay on the static damage. I'm sorry. <laughs> that goes against everything I believe so in. So there's different ways you can mitigate that. You can mitigate it by uh, some games I've seen. The higher level you are, the more damage you do. Uh, that's fine. No, I, I think that's pretty cool. I think there's all all, all these ways of... of having that static damage and still be able to change that number depending on what level you are or how strong you are or even by how much, if you roll really well. Like, for example, Savage Worlds, if you roll a, uh, if you go over the number that you need to hit, then it's called a raise. And usually a raise is like a little, uh, something you could add to the fight. Sometimes it could be damage, or it could be like a special effect, like you knock down the person and stuff like that. And you can have multiple raises, depending. I I'm, I'm don't remember exactly, since I'm not really a... I don't play Savage Worlds a lot, but I, it used to be like, if you need a 8 to hit, and you roll a 12, 4 more than what you need, it's a raise. It might be 5 now. I don't know what the new rules say. But every 5 increment that you make it by... Because in Savage Worlds, they have that exploring dice mechanic mm -hmm. where if you roll the highest number, you can re-roll it and you can re -roll, keep re-rolling that number. And, if, you know, you can get some absurd numbers. And so you can get, like, if you need a 12, I mean an 8, and you roll 22, you have all these raises. And there's you could do, add a point of damage every time you raise or you can do this or that. So that's one way of doing it. That's pretty pretty. I cool. haven't played Savage Wars, Worlds, but... Um... Oh, there we go. We got runners for Savage Worlds game. It, it kind of reminds me of Conan. When we played Conan, oh. they had the exploding dice, right? I don't remember now. <laughs> I, maybe I they didn't so. have the exploding no. dice, but they had the the special effect where you special knock somebody effect. down. Yeah, you, a special effect is, yes, depending on what kind of weapon you have. They have these traits. The weapons have traits like vicious, which if you roll that, then you do uh, extra damage and stuff like that. And it tells you you can either do knockdown or stun or something. Yeah, it depends on the weapon. You yeah. had this huge hammer or something like that, right? Yeah, or it was axe. A, I think it was a sword or axe. I don't remember. And then it had the knockdown ability. Which was kind of cool because then they had to get up for the next Yeah, turn. you knocked them from. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's, that's, that's a kind of damage, right? That you're, it, I mean, you're not necessarily, the, the weapon does a certain amount of damage, but you also get a special effect. Right. And there's different ways you can make it more exciting and add more stuff to it. So you could do that with a... Could you do that? Yeah, you could do that with a... Dam well, see, that's a variable damage roll because you're rolling dice. Oh. It tells you do, it does one or two points of damage. Okay. Or a special effect. So it's not static. So it's not static. So let's go back. Let's go to our... our most people's favorite is the variable die, right? Variable damage. And that's... D and D, right? Classic, been around for forever. I think it, it's been around forever because it really does come from war games, right? And war games, it was oh, how much damage you do, and they would have some table, or you would roll six side die usually, because that was uh, in the old days, pretty much that's all they had, and and that was carried over into D and D, and D and D has obviously inf infiltrated, has impacted a lot of 
role-playing games since then. Now, some games have decided to move away from D&D idea and to separate separate itself or just because they just have a different idea. But D&D still impacts everything, you know, whether you're going to use a, a, a die for damage or not. And, you know, you look at role-playing games, uh, computer ones, and they're just use D&D as a model for everything. Uh, computer games, they have stats, strength, and willpower, and all these other things. And they and the, one of the things they have is hit points. I remember years ago, it was funny. I mean, this is back when I was in high school. Probably not high school, but right out of high school. We would go into the arcade, and we would play this game. I forgot what game it was. It was like a one of those big stand-up games where you, four people can play at the same time. Oh, it might have been. No, it wasn't Gauntlet. It was something like Gauntlet, though. And we were playing with this guy that we knew, a friend of ours. But, you know, we had met him in class, and we didn't really know him very well. But we knew him. You know, we are hanging around with him. And he kept saying, healing potions, healing potions. But that's not what they're called in the game. And But it wasn't, a, it wasn't a D&D game. It was something else. And he goes, you got to give me a healing potion. I got to get the healing potion. And then, like, me and, me and my friend Mike look at each other going, healing potion? <laughs> so, like, so, like, one time we cornered him. No, we didn't corner him, but we were like, I forget, we were hanging out somewhere like, do you play D&D? And he goes, oh, yeah, I used to play that when I was a little kid. And I'm like, oh. And then he goes, why? He goes, well, because every time you play this video game, you're playing healing. You kept saying healing potions. So, obviously, it, it has impacted video games immensely, you know, especially role-playing games. And, and well, not even those. Any action shooters and stuff like that have hit points and stuff like that. But variable damage. I think people, another thing, aspect is people love dice. Right, you. When we were talking about uh, through the breach is the name of the game that uses cards instead of and uses cards for as the as the the luck mechanic or the 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 it uses cards instead of dice. Yes, in everything like to to roll a hit or whatever you want to call it. And which Jolene, is fine, but Jolie was just like not the same. <laughs> Jolie goes, I didn't like that. I'm like, but you. And I try to tell her, well, we didn't have our own decks. And she goes, no, it's not that. I just didn't like the fact that they have dice. I go, okay. It looks, Through the Breach is like a, I don't know, it's kind of like Victorian. Mixed, Penny Dreadful would be a good uh, example of what Through the Breach is. There's this literally a breach in reality that people in this earth have are going through and exploiting this other world. But it's, you know, there's all kinds of weird stuff on the other side of this breach. Anyway, interesting stuff. Interesting game. But Jolene doesn't like the idea that everything's based on cards instead of dice. And people love dice is what I'm saying. And and they love the clacking of the dice and the hitting of the table of the dice. And uh, this is true because people have like their lucky sets of dice. And people like the different colored looks of dice. Did <clears> you <throat> know that people put dice in jail if they roll badly? <laughs> yes, we talked about dice, dice jail. But this is how important dice are, right? There's this new tabletop virtual tabletop uh like roll 20 type thing coming out i think it's on kickstarter it looks really neat though uh but they say it's going to be free but they're gonna the way they're gonna make money is by selling skins and motifs and stuff like that but one of the things they're gonna sell is dice sets and you can pick your and you they'll sell you dice sets that have different looks and different things like that like uh they look a certain way they have a certain pattern. The numbering system is different. So uh, their selling idea is that you can pick your dice set, buy your dice set, 
match to the type of game you're playing. So if you're playing like Call of Cthulhu, you can have Call of Cthulhu themed dice. If you're playing Tales of the Loop, you can have Tales of the Loop themed dice. I mean, that's how important the look of the dice is, even virtually. <laughs> just, I think it's well, hopefully they have a good virtual dice roller because all I hear is a bunch of crap on Roll20 about <laughs> people not liking the way the dice roll. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really pay attention to what people roll unless it's like, like really, I forget who was it that was rolling either really badly or really well. Me, every other <laughs> game. <laughs> but there was like, what game was it? When if you roll a one, you get a point. Oh, it was uh, it was uh, liminal. Liminal, right? My brother we weren't actually rolling on the. Oh, were we yeah, playing we on were, the? We think we were rolling on the dice roller, weren't we? Or we were rolling? No, yeah, because we could see it. I thought maybe not. I don't know. When I played it, we were rolling just with the dice. We uh, might have done it on. When we played it on Friday night, we might have done it on the thing. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my brother rolled like two. Yeah. Three sets of boxcars. Not boxcars, the other one, Snake Eyes. And it was hilarious. And he's like, oh. And so, and while on the other side, my friend was, uh, Mike, was rolling really well. He kept rolling like, I go, you need a, a 10 or better. He goes, okay. And he rolled an 11. I'm like, god damn. So, the fate of dice. I think uh, people like that fate uh, aspect. They don't know what's going to happen. Don't tell me the odds type of people. Uh, and they do love this idea that they really don't know if how much damage they're going to do until those dice pop up. Oh, I think it makes shirt. it more exciting if you don't know how much damage you're going to do. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say is that people see it that way. People see it that that they could do very little damage. They're like, oh, or they can have this fantastic hit and do a lot of damage. Again, you can kind of scale this. I don't know how D&D they do it. Well, the mini maxers that we play with, right? Ian, uh, Augustine, and and Alan, they in their D and D in their D and D creation of their character, they make sure they have all these extra things to to help them, and their their strength is high enough that they get bonuses. And yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to do so much damage in in D and D. You, and you allow them to have magical weapons. Well, there's that. That, but like, but that just gives you a bonus sometimes, right? Yeah, you know, one or two, three points of damage here and there oh yeah they do like the, some of them do fire damage because i give that guy a well and then sword. alan has the when he plays a rogue he has the backstabbing thing which gives yes. you extra points sneak attack and, so they, they find all the extra points that they can they can i know the barbarian can rage which causes him to have like extra extraordinary amount of strength i'm just trying to figure out how they do so much damage i, I haven't really investigated well they are like 13th level yeah, so you know but how, you know how does exactly how does a 13th level fighter do more damage than a let's say even second level if they're using the same weapon does it matter no i don't know no no i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm i'm saying that the damage that you do with you're saying it's tied to the weapons or or however you figure out the damage if you're rolling the dice and you've built your character a certain way it's going to do more damage than if you're Jolene and, and you just are a fighter with a sword and yeah. have no special abilities because you, until your son tells you what you need to do, then um, you've just made the character, right? Just It's a, just a normal person's wielding a sword. It's going to do less damage than a, a, a barbarian fighter in rage. Right, right. And just like uh, static, you can uh, do more damage if you like a critical hit uh, and stuff like that. So you can... 
like the one ring if you do really well you can add more damage to the to the hit well, the thing about D and damage is the damage that you're doing to the monsters yes is the same kind of damage that can be done to you but <laughs> as these characters get higher levels like augustine and alan when they get to higher levels and they've picked they've they've optimized their characters then but the thing is the monsters are stronger and have more hit points so you need to damage them more right yeah yeah yeah. to destroy this monster you have to do this so the damage is equivalent to your level and the kind of monster you're fighting right usually yes yeah that's what happens you scale the monsters up and stuff like that because it's a it's it's not a real it's not a realistic (laughs) game people and you shouldn't you shouldn't worry about the damage so much. I understand the whole concept of static damage and variable damage, but I think that when you start talking about these little pieces of the game mm-hmm. and people like to to argue about it and discuss it and figure it out, it's it just adds to the game, right? The the damage factor that that's what you have to do to kill the monster. Yeah. I'm just thinking that people have different preferences. And I think if you're like a, like a lot of people who play games, they, they want to tinker with a, a different aspects of games or even create their own role-playing game. When you look up this subject online, you'd come up on like a Reddit forum. Oh, or my goodness. A- on Reddit, they're talking about, I want to create this system and this is the damage I want it to do. Can you t- tell me what you think? Yes. And then they go and then they go off. And I was like, like I was reading these red. going, wow, they really think about this stuff. And I think it's cool because, I mean, that's what role players do, right? Or gaming people. They think yeah. about everything. Right. I think it's like what's really good about Reddit is you know, other than, you know, there's some jackasses out there, but as there is everywhere. But some of them really like, they really answer the ga- the question or try to answer the question as best as they can. And so, uh, and it's, they're thoughtful, right? Because this one guy was saying, oh, I'm re- coming up with this role-playing game, whatever. And a person goes, well, what are you trying to achieve by this system that you have? This one guy was talking about three slots, right? You could, you could attack, attack, or defend. You could def- attack or defend on any of these three slots. Or I'm going to say actions. He called them slots. So the person was going, I'm trying to figure out if I want a, a static damage or variable damage with like dies. And then, and then the guy goes, well, well what are you trying to, what are you trying to accomplish by these slots? What do you think is going to happen? And so they get into this, this discussion about action economy and what they want to do and all this other stuff. That, but that's how that, games get created, right? Because they're thinking <laughs> about it. Well, you would hope so. And they're so. trying to figure out what, what's going to happen if I do this. Right. Right, and that's that. You're right. You want people who are making games to have these questions in their minds, right? And, or, or yeah, question their own reason for implementing something, and getting input from other people who are not thinking the same way as you. I'm like, well, what does that mean, or why are you doing it that way? And then you're like, then you have to answer those questions, and maybe even figure it out for yourself why you're doing it that way, or what the impact of how you're how mechanically you're doing this is going to, uh, what you Affect want out of the, the game. game. Yeah. And what you want out of the game. So, yeah. So I think people, uh, back to the variable dice, you know, I think people love the idea of, uh, the physical rattling of the dice. You know, people have their favorite dice. They have different colors. Uh, my household is filled with dice here and there. In fact, I, I'm looking at, uh, two stacks of Chessic six side dice, obviously for, 
Shadowrun. Because <laughs> there's a whole bunch of uh, them. I have, you know, I have dice within reach for the one ring. I have, a, there's a couple, three or four dice bags over there on my, on my uh, bookshelf, my son's bookshelf that has dice galore. He has, a, he bought, remember he bought that, that bucket of dice or picture of dice? <laughs> yes. At DungeonCon back when, this is a couple of years ago now. What's funny is that you know, they have this thing here in, in Northern California, the Chessex has a, they go to the booth, the dealer's hall, and they have all these dice, right? Chessex makes a lot of dice, and they have all these dice, and their sets are beautiful. They have all kinds of different sizes, and then they have this, this bin of dice. And they, With colors and stuff that people didn't like. Yeah, I guess, or they're odd, or, or I don't know if they're messed up. They, no, they, I don't think they're messed they up. They look fine. And you could buy the dice by the cup, by the by the... By you the, can pick them out. By the mug. Oh, it costs or, more. Yes. Or by the pitcher. And the pitcher is this big old huge pitcher. And it's just, you just, you just scoop it up and put it in whatever, in a, whatever container. And so my son and his friend both each got like a pitcher. Alan did it first. Alan got the pitcher. So then yes. Augustine had to go and do it. <laughs> it was like a grocery bag of, of dice, right? And so they're like picking, they're going through, I mean, hundreds of dice in there. And so they're picking out the ones they like. And they're like, oh my, I'm like, he still has that bag in his closet. Yes. It's still full of dice. I went and raided a bunch of 20s out of it because I wanted to. Oh, I was rolling. I was running a lot of D twenty, two D twenty games, <laughs> and I was picking out the dice that I liked that were really easy to see, and and they were like yellow dice with black. Damage is uh, one of those things that if it's variable, then you have dice to roll. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think that one of the uh, interesting facts about rolling dice for damage is that excitement factor, and I think that to me, probably for me makes dice rolling for damage more exciting because it's like that you know you know that this monster is like down on its luck or its last legs and you roll those dice or the damage and you have those that damage in your damage dice in your hand and you roll and this happens even virtually right when we're playing on on roll 20 and now we're using the dice roller when you're using that, that dice roller and it you know and then the the results come up and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> or oh, <laughs> you're both lousy. And I think that's pretty, I think that's an important factor in this social group fun activity that we are doing or a game that we're having. And I think that makes it a more fun game when people are getting excited about a die roll or about a hit or about an action, more so than if you knew how much damage you're going to do off the, off the bat. Well, if I hit, I'm going to do 11 points of damage. Well, then you'd be looking at the dice to see if you hit, which you do anyway. Right, but it just adds the extra. Extra, yes. Right, because now are you not only are you excited about that you just hit, but now you got you worried about not worried, but you're anticipating the how much damage you'll do. How much damage you could do? I'm good with either way, but I, I mean, no, I like no, the dice not. more. No, you're not. Don't lie, don't lie on the mic. It's you like the dice, and you would love. Uh, I mean, I can dice. see the. I, I, I've I've played in games where there's static damage, and then it's the dice to to hit. Is yes. The... Oh yeah. So you still get to roll your dice. Yeah. But maybe not that four side dice for a dagger. There's other games where the damage is different. We we talked about the Lindworm game where the damage was that the people <laughs> the body counts. Uh, yeah, other other people die, <laughs> which is a weird concept. But but then. A lot of the different games that we've played, like um, Liminal and stuff, your damage is really your endurance, right? Yeah. 
So when your endurance gets low enough, you can't do anything. Right. Let's take hit points. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. I think there's all kinds of different things that that people think about when creating a game. And like I, like Jolene said, I think I don't mind playing either game. I just think that it's just a tad more exciting when you roll damage for dice. Uh, damage for dice? Dice for damage. Dash, dice for damage. Uh, I just, uh, at times it could be... And then there's a disappointment too when you're like, oh, you're ready to kill this thing. You know, and on its last leg and you do one or two points of damage. You're like, oh. That's happened too when you roll dice. It could happen when you're rolling to hit, but also in, in the damage aspect and like, oh, no way the creature's going to die because of that. And it doesn't or it does. It happens quite often. <laughs> so I think it's a it's an interesting aspect of, of, of gaming and uh, damage, uh, what is it, damage profiles or damage models. Everybody that looks at that when they're creating an RPG, both a tabletop RPG and a role-playing one, I mean a computer game one because it's a pretty important aspect of most rpgs unless it's not a, a, unless you don't want to get damaged uh, yeah no so. unless this the game is doesn't have a lot of combat then it's not a big deal that's what but. i meant by you you're because usually if a game doesn't have a lot of combat the damage is deadly <laughs> <laughs> well that's true but yeah yeah that can happen so have fun out there play games so whatever kind of damage your game does have fun. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.